Hello. Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Island Collective. Episode 6. Well, how's it been going, everybody? How is it? We still can't hear you. <laughs> Happy October. Yeah, wow, we all the ghosts, goblins, and skeletons, and undead things are strewn about ghosts. It's it's rough times for us folk around here these days. Speaking of undead, happy birthday, David. Oh, wow, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't dead yet. Not yet. So, we celebrated David's birthday by going up to Virginia, his homeland territory, Fredericksburg, yeah. Lorton, that whole area. The good times in Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, he's a Northern Virginian, but don't hold it against him. There ain't nothing to hold against him. <laughs> Just the Civil War and the Revolution, Revolution uh, days. Well, I took no part in either of them. No, I guess not. But uh, you may take part in the next one. Possibly. So happy 30th birthday, my love. Wowie, yep. Three decades. Gone. He's doing okay. Yep. <laughs> we celebrated a beautiful wedding on his actual birthday, the 7th. So happy wedding, Sarah. Yeah, happy wedding. Y'all going to live happily together, for mm-hmm. sure. Sarah and Matthew, they, Sarah and David have known each other since kindergarten. Yeah, good old kindergarten, then up until, yeah, just all all the parts, it's been the whole trip. Mm-hmm. And she's been one of his bigger supporters, especially after the whole prison episodes. Oh, yeah, for sure. She helped me get through a whole bunch of things. So, happy wedding, Sarah. Happy wedding. Thanks for being a good bud. Mm-hmm. And we were doing a little bit of tourism while we were up there. We went and saw George Washington's house. Mount Vernon. We saw the church where he used to go. And, well, we saw where his mom sat. Mm-hmm. And then we went and saw his house. We also saw the house of George Mason, which was pretty. Mm-hmm. But when you saw Mount Vernon, it put Mason's place to shame. <laughs> Talk about keeping up with the Washingtons. <laughs> yeah, but Mason was also more of a family man, we found mm-hmm. out. Yep. He, it kind of made Washington uh, frustrated that he didn't want to go to any of the meetings because he wanted to spend time with his family, which I can respect. I'll take the smaller house and the lesser land for family time. Aw, that is David in a nutshell. Yeah, it was cool to see the difference in the two men. George Mason, um, he was the principal writer of Virginia's Declaration of Independence, so they asked him to also author the big declaration of independence in the bill of bill of rights yeah a bunch of chatting and thinking those fellers did Mm -hmm. and then george washington was his neighbor nine miles away yeah that was neighbors back then nine miles yeah and fun fact good shout out i learned recently that our constitution was based off of the native american constitution yeah which had four branches of government the same three we do but the fourth was the people that's the key right we there. We just conveniently slid that one out of ours. Yeah. So our government is an interesting little body, and we're coming up to the election year, which we have zero clue or really interest in, except it seems to make everyone go nuts. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a very interesting election year. I think that there's going to be a whole lot of strangeness going on. and It's already just, uh, strange. 
Well, I think it's only going to get stranger because, you know, when you need a vote, you can't have people thinking You'll too hard. You'll stop at nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. So, yeah, just prayers for everyone who is going through, you know, a transitional time in their lives. We're really ramping into a real season of change here. Yes, we are. Yeah. Brought on today by that solar eclipse. Yeah. Did you guys see the solar eclipse? The ring of fire. The ring of fire. Yeah. By it with a blood moon. Um, The West Coast got it, you know, the biggest. We had 40% of the eclipse here. Which we got to see and take pictures of. We'll put those pictures up on the Instagram and Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, they say that you shouldn't go out during an eclipse sometimes. Sometimes it's not very auspicious. And generally, I'd agree. But today, our hearts were really open to going up to Grandfather Mountain and saying a prayer for cleansing of all the things that are already falling away. Just a, a real, the fire of change. Yeah, and a nice prayer for the ancient american indians who are still stuck because of curses and things to go home they don't have to defend the land that just you know isn't doing too well by itself anymore (laughs) do you guys ever notice when you go into nature or a specific place that you feel different things when you go there yeah it seems like i remember taking a walk in northern virginia and it's just like every couple like Every 20 minutes or so, the land would feel different. And it was like I was in a different place while walking the same trail. Mm-hmm. It's, like a, it's like every couple feet has a room. I guess they call those ley lines. I don't know. But it's strange. It's something to notice if you pay attention to atmosphere. Yeah, if you guys are interested in that, I've uh, well, we both read a couple books on nature spirits and different aspects of the landscape that hold different energies. And, you know, you don't have to be a clairvoyant or a psychic or anything like that to feel something different about a place. Just a highly sensitive person. Or not even that, really. No, I just mean, a person. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can pick up on things. It helps to be highly sensitive, but I believe, I think every human being is highly sensitive if they tune in to themselves. Yeah. So some people like us, we can't help it. We're very sensitive people. It's not that fun. It's all muscles. All your senses are muscles. Everything, (laughs) your brain's a muscle. You work out any specific part and it'll get better. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in learning more about that, it's it helps just to go to a particular place in nature, especially. Um, That's nature's a good teacher. And what we notice, especially when we go to places like Tennessee and southern North Carolina, there is a lot of activity from our ancestors, our Native American ancestors specifically. Yeah, this place, North Carolina, is pretty cursed, you guys. Well, it may have something to do with a little thing called Trail of Tears. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can definitely feel it when you're here. It's just like a... A film of noise that doesn't go away. But once you hit yeah. Virginia or once you hit Tennessee, it's like clear as a bell again. But something about North Carolina, it's just got fuzz in it. Well, back in the day, they rounded up all the Cherokees, as you guys probably remember from history class. And only a few thousand um, got away from that. About 800 from the eastern band of Cherokees 
escaped that by just running and hiding in the hills. The rest of the thousands and thousands of people in civilization of the Indians, um, they all got marched out of here. So, oh, probably a few shamans in there got a little mad. Yeah, curse the land. I would. Yeah. <laughs> so today we tried letting them know that Armistice Day was here and came and went by and, you know, that you don't have to be angry anymore and you can just go on home. Our karma is sure to unfold. Curses are not. Oh, well, I mean, you just have to look at the current state of affairs to see that the curses have all mm-hmm. come to fruition and <laughs> yeah. we got the land, but at what cost? Look at the way we live, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful, though, to interact with spirits from a different time and place. We are all of one family for those of us that are living in the light, let's say, those of us that um, still believe in Mother Nature and wish to cultivate the land and respect it, um, there's no curses there. There's only family and um, companionship with those ancestors. You know, if we're here to help steward the beautiful creation that we've all been placed in at one time or another, then that's a beautiful thing that unites us. Absolutely. So that's where David and I stand. And if you guys are curious about talking more or if you have been feeling different lately or you have a piece of land that you're curious about, we can always chat with you about that. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Speaking of beautiful creations, it's the uh, Woolly Worm Festival <laughs> next week. A particular piece of creation we love the most. Yeah, over in Banner Elk, North Carolina, the Woolly Worm Festival uh encapsulates the woolly worm and all of its beauty (laughs) have you guys seen these before the woolly bear caterpillars crawling around yeah they're the big fuzzy guys that come out in autumn Mm -hmm. these fellers race them up a rope and it's like a what do you call it a it's not a tier but a championship or like a yeah it's it's a race i mean people are racing their woolly worms to the finish line and whoever wins all the all the trials gets to predict the the severity of the winner <laughs> based on the shape or the the thickness of the the bands yeah the bands on the worm so when you see a woolly worm if you guys see a little orange and black fuzzy caterpillar crawling around your backyard take a look at its colors because if it's got more black on it, then that means it's going to be a more severe winter. If it has a wider orange band, then we have a lighter winter in store, apparently. Yeah. And the woolly worm stands for transformation and things being done in all their good time to not, you know, really rush things or just kind of have faith and let things play out the way they got to play out. Because all, all, it's all going to happen and it's good time. Yeah, woolly worms can live up to 14 years without turning into the moth that it eventually does transform into. Or a butterfly. They turn into moths, though. No, they do either, or... Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. Moths. (laughs) We will look this up and post the results on our Instagram and Patreon. Uh, On Patreon, yeah. Uh, We're getting married the day of the Woolly Worm Festival. Otherwise, we'd be there probably racing our own Woolly Worm. It's our biggest regret in all (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, the theme of the Woolly Worm, everything happens and it's good time. That's right. So, be patient with yourself if you're in a transformation process. Well, of course. Yeah. You can't... Rome wasn't built in a day. 
But it certainly can be destroyed, my boy. <laughs> Don't think about that. We're feeling apocalyptic <laughs> this week. <laughs> kind of seems apocalyptic with all the stuff <coughs> from the Middle East coming out right now. Yeah, I just keep remembering the lotus on the lily on the puddle of mud. You know, it's peaceful even though there's mud all around it. Yeah, that's the key for all of us right now is to continually find our peace even the, in the midst of war. Which you'll find within yourself. Just notice all the reasons you tend to do things are out of love. So just tap into that and know that you are that. You ain't got time for the whole rest of things. I mean, they're going to keep happening with or without you. So you may as well just enjoy the loving feelings you have inside. The reason I do anything is for dessert. Oh, well. Say I love you. <laughs> he doesn't know what to say because he knows it's true. Yep. <laughs> like a kitty cat. Very mm. treat oriented. I am treat oriented. There is a Rice Krispie waiting for me after this. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh. What next? How about them that book? Oh, yeah. Have you guys heard of C.S. Lewis? He's the guy that did The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, those are his children's books. Did you guys know he wrote a whole series, a space trilogy series? Yeah, this guy, uh, he went hard with this. Uh, we recently listened to the last book called The Hideous Strength. It's the third of the three. Mm -hmm. And it deals with, uh, it was written in what, the 40s? Yeah. And mm -hmm. it Late deals 40s. with... Um, uh, well, it kind of just deals with this. They're called the NICE, and they're this group that they run these uh, ad campaigns in newspapers, and they write for both sides of the political spectrum, but they're just trying to cause trouble, and ultimately they just want control, and they get it through fear. Mm -hmm. And they, the people inside their system, there's somebody at the top, but everyone inside there is real dispensable. And you realize, you know, you're just in there to serve your purpose. And then once you've run out of purpose, they just kill you. And it's real rough and tough. Um, it, well, not to be, not to be su super extreme about it, but it's basically a shot for shot uh, vision of what's happening right now. Yeah, I reckon. Especially, I mean, everything, when you really think about it, is just so false and inflatable. I mean, because you go in day in and day out, and when you think about fate and, you know, that, I don't know, there's just so much to really see that it doesn't impact your day-to-day -day life. Like, these things are happening, but what's it you can do about it? Why, why feel fear? I mean, which sounds it can sound kind of like, you know, irresponsible or apathetic, but honestly, if you're spending all of your, all of your time worrying about these things and it's sucking away your power, then what? Worrying about the, what the news says, yeah, I'd exactly. say, the or what institutions are. say. I mean, we always say to listen to your intuition, but it's listening to outside sources that really gets you in trouble, I think, these days. And, like, one of my favorite things to say is, like, especially, like, I don't know, if you're saying, like, oh, the Democrats do this or, oh, the Republicans do that. From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, what has either of those two parties done to you? <laughs> you know, has it impacted your job? Has it impacted 
Like you wake up and you go to sleep and the only thing that makes any difference is your perception about the, the supposed problem. And I don't know. It just seems like a waste of time. Well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Again, I don't want to be too extreme, but, you know, rereading this book and listening to it with David, we're sitting there with our eyes wide open, seeing what is going on now. C.S. Lewis is an amazing writer, and yeah, he is a person of faith, um, but that doesn't necessarily come through in these books in the way that you would think. Um, he really sees into the two sides that are pitting against each other. It's the traditional, you know, people who, it, it's like the, the ethnic people, the people who have grown up in England and love England and just go about their day doing their job. And then there's these people who want to take over England and they want to have control of both sides of the media, both sides of the political spectrum, educational and, you know, the law enforcement spectrum, too. And so there's just these two sides of, you know, different, vastly differing um, motivations. So it's like we ask ourselves, what's our motivation here? Yeah. Uh, and. I think that's I just the other thing is when you're worried about all these things, you don't really have time to dream and you don't really have time to think about something you'd like to do. It just takes your creativity away. It replaces any time you could have for a creative thought and it turns it into fear. Yeah. And that just don't seem right either. I mean, that's why everyone's in a rut. You know, you're worried about this. You're worried about that. And there are just these strange ideas that when you get to the bottom of them don't have any meaning besides what we collectively place in them um if you want to read another book the four agreements is wonderful because yeah it'll show you that most of the things we have are just made up and i mean if we can all collectively kind of get behind that everything could change in a couple minutes really mm-hmm but yeah um this week and as these days go on with the news being the way it is, um, it's it's good to care about people. You know, it's good to care about people across the world. But don't let what others say or what outside influences um, cloud your personal creative expression and your mission in life. Keep going. It's, you know, it's not the end of the world, <laughs> even if it seems like it. Yeah. Keep a prayer in your heart and move along because that's all you can really do at the end of the day. And if you guys do want to read, it's, um, yeah, That Hideous Strength by C.S. Lewis. It's incredible. Um, it's not for the faint of heart, but neither is this podcast, I reckon. <laughs> neither is real life, if you're willing to <laughs> look at take a good hard look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be confident in yourself. Stand up straight with your shoulders back and face your day. Amen. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know... It's a whole lot easier to do those things when you know how to build a fire. <laughs> I don't know why. David wrote down on our podcast topics for me to talk about building a proper fire. Well, see, uh, it's a good thing to know, and not everyone knows it. Just in case the world does end, and we do need to build a fire. Well, or if you just want to build one in your home, you know, <laughs> like in a fireplace, of yes, course, in a fireplace <laughs> or outside, wherever you want to build a fire. 
Oh my goodness. All right. Well, it's on it's on the docket, so I'm just going to go through this real quick for all those city slickers out there who have never started a fire. And me. She just taught me last night, and I had appreciated the the knowledge, the know-how. And it does not start with fire starter, so throw that notion out right away. This is, yeah, you don't have to go out and build or get fancy things. If you got dry wood and some paper, you're good to go. Yeah, so... Take it away, Jethro. (laughs) In your fireplace, roll up, twist up, or ball up some paper. Okay? I'm going to get canceled for making fun of Kakalakians. But, uh, yeah, twist up some paper, especially all your bills, uh, paid or unpaid, doesn't really matter. Feels good. Feels good when they're paid and then you burn them. Um, newspaper, paper bags, anything paper. This is a good way to get also your waste down um, of paper products. Roll it all up, make a little pile of it, and then you put some really small dry sticks on top of that. And then some really, really small little pieces of wood, kindling of any kind, as long as it's dry. And a little bit of straw if you have any, um, or dry grass. I like to go out and gather grass maybe once a week and just have it dry somewhere. We're lucky enough to have hay in the barn. And then um, make sure it's in like a pyramid shape. So you have your paper, your small sticks, your, you know, your medium small sticks. Then just light her up. You don't need lighter fluid. You don't need lighter anything. You can just do a match or a little lighter and um, let it ride. And if it needs more oxygen, blow on it. Yeah, the oxygen is another important feature. You have to, it has to be able to breathe, uh, which was something I didn't know. So make sure it has some little holes and caves and things that it can you know mm-hmm. just soak that fire in. and fire likes to climb i learned as well <laughs> it does not go downward it only wants to it go likes up. to lick upward so make sure you have a little cone or a little um pyramid shape for your fire which is nice especially in the winter time um even being outside can be nice in the cold if you have a big old roaring fire just be safe yeah Build a circle of rocks around your fire, regardless of where you're at outside. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I guess that was that. My goodness. Well, see, I'm sure everyone's so appreciative, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot of fan mail. (laughs) Um, I mean, this is good life skills that people should know. Mm-hmm. Other good life skills? Tea. Making herbs that heal yourself. Um, We just started this month. Tea of the month for our Patreon subscribers. That's right. We got you some laugh support tea. Mm-hmm. This month it was a yellow tea with chamomile, lemongrass, a um, few other things that are for the rejuvenation of your cells. And um, so anyone that wants to try something new or have res- restorative herbs and potions sent to them, they can click on our Patreon Support us anything over $10 a month and you'll get some free Adara Collective products back. It's made by our hands. Yeah, we collaborated on it. We went up to our herbal workshop and pulled together some things that smell, taste, and feel good for all y'all. So. Yeah, we reckon we, we do our best in all things. Mm-hmm. It, f- it does taste good. And then David makes a wicked chai as well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably do a chai for... 
for Christmas time. Oh, Wouldn't there that you be go. Good? Christmas chai. Christmas chai. Santa's chai. Aw. Yay, Santa. We're going to get to see Santa early next weekend. That's right. You guys, uh, I mean, if you if you Patreon at all, we will take you, uh, your submissions to Santa Claus <laughs> and let him know what you want and if you've been good or bad. Support us at any level and we'll send you your note to Santa. And uh, we could also do like Santa pendants if you want to send us like a letter to Santa <laughs> telling us your <laughs> sins your and that you're sorry. <laughs> and you're going to be a good boy or girl next year. <laughs> we'll do that for you as well. We got our list made. My biggest regret is starting a podcast. Just oh. kidding, everyone. <sighs> My biggest regret is getting married on Woolly Worm Festival. I know. I've thought of that several <laughs> times. And I wish we could see those little woolly bears crawl up the ladder. Uh, who will win? Who will lose? We'll post We'll post a picture of a woolly bear on the... We'll send a picture of the shirt. Oh, yeah. David asked for his birthday. The number one thing he wanted was a woolly worm shirt. So he, that's what he got. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's right up on there with the cleaning guy. You know, he's just <laughs> a happy guy. He just wants the best for you. He's mm. innocent. Innocent. What is innocent anymore except a woolly worm climbing up a rope? Well, the clean guy. Yeah. He's got flaps. <laughs> he just <laughs> vacuums away. <laughs> So we'll be leaving here on Thursday for our wedding weekend. Um, our wonderful Reiki teacher, Perry, she's going to be our officiant. We'll be out in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, we made a little plot. Well, we found a little thing in the woods right off of the parkway. A little circle of trees. Yeah, we prettied mm -hmm. it up. and uh, So when we're not in the Christmas village, we're going to be... In the woods. In the woods. And then to Margaritaville and Sugarland. <laughs> Sugarlands, the and distillery. Then, yeah. Yeah. Then back to the Christmas place. Amen. Every night, Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah. Wish us well, you guys. Um, or don't. I mean, I don't want to boss y'all around. I It'd do. Be nice Wish us well or else. Ooh. See? Well... See, this is the, the the big difference between the two of us. <laughs> if you want the good cop, go ahead and see David. <laughs> I I I give up on being the good cop. Yeah, it's all right. But that's why we're getting married because yin and yang. For every yin, there's a yang. Yeah, very complimentary in our differences. Yeah. And our similarities. And our similarities. We both love being ridiculous, which is why. We're wearing cowboy boots and, and cowboy hats. hats for our wedding. I reckon we're going to be very southern and very uh, genteel. Yeah, genteel. Hmm. Oh. So, well, yahoo. It's been a fun time. It's been a good time. Good to check in with everyone. Drop us a line if you need anything. And just remember, the sun still shines, the wind still blows, and the tide still churns. It's going to be all right. Turn off the news. Yeah, and turn on your hearts. <laughs> Amen. Right. Love, Love y'all. Have a good uh, week. Yeah, we'll talk to you after the ceremony. Peace out.
Scout. <laughs> Bye.